What is up, everybody? My name is Jordan Biddle, and welcome to the Cincinnati Reds Fan Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. We have a ton to talk about today. That includes some things like Freddie Galvis and how a little bit underrated that he is. You know, he's not the greatest shortstop, but he's he's definitely not the worst shortstop in the league. And we got stuff to talk about, like David Bell. How is how is he going to manage the team? Is he going to be any good this year? Um, uh, you know, Nick Senzel, but Nick Senzel, uh, some th- some things like Pete Rose trying to get back into the Hall of Fame and everything like that. But let's just start off with Freddie Galvis. Listen, guys. Okay, Freddie Galvis. He's not as bad as everybody thinks he is, okay? Um, he, I mean, he's not uh, a Lindor. He's not a Seager. He's not a, a Trevor Story like, you know, people want in Cincinnati. And I, I don't blame you. I want a shortstop too, and it's not too late to get a shortstop right now. But if Freddie Galvis was to start on opening day, it's really not that big of a deal. It really isn't. Last year, he combined 23 home runs, 70 RBI, 260 average, and 296 on-base percentage. His on-base percentage could use some work, and that's over 147 games. His on-base percentage could use some work. He, he he swings out a lot of stuff, like just like Jose Iglesias, except he hits more RBIs, and he hits more home runs. He's a Jose Iglesias, but with more power. Okay? Um... So technically, Freddie Galvis is an upgrade, arguably an upgrade, um, over that shortstop over Jose Iglesias. Yeah, you could say, well, Jose Iglesias was batting around 300 for a while, but he—that's all he did. He—he he literally would bat 300, and his on-base percentage would be like 319. It was horrible. It was horrible. Okay, Jose Iglesias was. Really not that good. His defense was phenomenal. One of the, some of the best defense in in MLB. Okay, um, but you know Freddie Galvis, if he was to start opening day, it's really not that big of a deal. People are freaking out about it all over Twitter. You know, all over social media. And I think that Freddie Galvis isn't as bad as people put him out there to be. You know, especially if we have the guys that. That need to perform like Mustakis, Castellanos, Suarez. Hopefully, Suarez is okay. I'm hearing that he's already got the cast off. In fact, and he starts his rehab today, and they're saying that he will be back around opening day. I don't know if that means two days after opening day, three days before before opening day. I don't know, but I know he's going to be back around opening day. He, he's already started his rehab. His cast is off, so that's good. But anyway, back to Freddie Galvis. These are my predictions. Freddie Galvis is going to have a decent year. He's going to bat around 265. He'll hit 20, maybe 25 home runs. Maybe that's probably the peak of his home run range is 25 home runs. He'll probably hit 70, well, 60, 65 RBIs, which is fine. Which is fine. Okay, Freddie Galvis is an, a three-hole hitter. He's a 7-8 guy. And that you know what twenty three home run or twenty twenty three home runs seventy RBI two sixty average, I'll I'll take that any year, for a seven eight hole guy. Any year, that's great. But my predictions are that the Reds are going to if they're they're still in the the um the playoff race 
at the trade deadline and uh, at the end of July, I think the Reds are going to trade for a shortstop. Possibly Story. I think Story would be more than likely the guy the Reds trade for. Because the Rockies aren't going to be anything this year. They're going to be in their rebuild stage. Story's going to just going to, he's going to waste his career in Colorado. So why not go somewhere else? Why not ask for a trade? Arenado is already pissed off over there. Arenado, he's not going to stay in Colorado his whole entire career as long as they're doing what they're doing. Right? So I think that the Reds are going to be trading for a shortstop at the trade deadline. I don't think Freddie Galvis is the permanent starting shortstop this whole entire year. I think he will be the 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 first half, you know, with with some help of of Blandino and maybe Josh Van Meter going over to shortstop. I don't know, maybe maybe not. But anyway, um, since we're talking about shortstops here, guys, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Nick Senzel, um, Russell Iglesias, and Corey Seager. Listen, everybody needs bullpen help, okay? Including the Dodgers, including the Yankees. Although the Yankees' bullpen is really good. Everybody, nobody has the perfect bullpen. I'll sit here and you tell me who has the perfect bullpen in the MLB. Washington sure didn't, and they won the World Series. But it, it definitely helps, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But why... If the Reds are going to platoon Nick Senzel and um, Akiyama, which is what I'm hearing, which are rumors, by the way, which I think is absolutely idiotic. If you're going to platoon Senzel and Akiyama, why not trade Senzel? You know, yeah. You're going to make Senzel a guy who can only hit left-handed pitchers if you were to platoon them. And that's idiotic. You're going to ruin this young kid's career and his 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 ceiling is higher than anybody's. And I've said this before multiple times. Nick Senzel is the future for the Reds. Nick Lodolo is the future for the Reds. In fact, he's a higher-ranking top 100 prospect than Hunter Green, just like I said. Nick Lodolo is better than Hunter Green. Now, it could be a factor that Hunter, uh, that he's a higher prospect than Hunter Green, ranked prospect than Hunter Green because of Hunter Green's surgery, but it's still. Nick Lodolo is our number one prospect, period. Next, in my opinion, Tyler Stevenson. He's not even in the top 100 yet. He's going to be starting in AAA. Okay? Nick Senzel... If, if you're going to platoon the, the, this young kid, trade him somewhere. Don't waste his career. Trade Nick Senzel and Rossell Iglesias to the Los Angeles Dodgers for Seager. I guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you, the Dodgers take that trade. Now, only if Nick Senzel, if you plan on, um, if the Reds plan on platooning Nick Senzel and Nakayama. That's only if that's happening. And I think they're going to do that. And I, 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 don't, I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. Akiyama should, getting, should be getting um, constant playing time. Castellanos should be getting constant playing time. Suarez, Vado, Mustakis, Senzel. But Senzel, they just don't have a spot for Nick Senzel. 
They just don't. And it would just be a waste, in my opinion. Make a trade. Maybe even Lindor. Maybe the Reds don't want to trade Nick Senzel. And that's the reason why the Indians won't trade Lindor to the Reds. I don't know. But if you're going to platoon and waste Nick Senzel's career, trade Iglesias and Senzel for a shortstop. I guarantee you Colorado would take that for Trevor's story. I, I I will literally bet you guys money if they were to trade, make a trade like that, it, it would it would go down. But anyway, we're going to jump right into David Bell. Listen, guys, David Bell, he makes me nervous. He doesn't make me confident about the way he manages. How will he manage the outfield if we have Senzel? He's going to platoon them. He's going to platoon all of them. The only guy who has a guaranteed starting spot every day in the outfield right now is Cassianos. And that should not... uh, I shouldn't be saying that. I don't want to be saying that, but it's true. Cassianos is the only guy who has a, a guaranteed starting spot in the outfield. Akiyama Senzel platoon. Winker Irvin platoon. Listen, Winker is a great player. An underrated player, in fact. Maybe you should trade Winker. We've got we can't listen. The reason why I say this, I don't like platooning, is because hitters have to be consistent. They have to get consistency. They have to play every day when they get on a hot streak and and and, and a, uh, a manager sits them, like David Bell, they get cold. They stop. Their hot streak stops. You can't go on a hot streak for five straight games and get sat for two games in a row because there's two lefties going against, like, like Winker. You know what I'm talking about? Does that make sense? We have to have more consistency, and that's what I worry about uh, David Bell a little bit. David Bell, he makes me nervous. How will he manage the bullpen? Well, it definitely gives me a little bit more confidence that he's that 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 the rule of you have to face three batters is coming in. Because David Bell used to be like, oh crap. You know, I just put Rossell Iglesias in there. But now there's a left-handed batter coming up. I have to throw in Amir Garrett. No, let him play it out. If he's pitching good, let him play it out. How many times last year did we see David Bell pull out a guy like Michael Lorenzen with no guy as nobody on base with two outs, throwing Amir Garrett because there's a lefty coming in like, say, Freddie Freeman, and then the guy gets a hit off of him. If the guy's pitching good, you got to leave him in. Now, if he's a relief pitcher, gets gets through that one inning, it's fine. Now you can change pitchers, but don't don't stop the 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 game just so you can screw it up with two outs to throw in uh, flipping Amir Garrett. Now I love Amir Garrett. 
But again, if the guy is pitching good, you don't pull him out. Does that make sense? I'm really worried about David Bell this year. I really am. He's not a guaranteed, you know, he's not a he's not a Lou Pinella. He's not he's not a Dusty Baker. He's not a Joe Girardi. Which by the way, the Reds could have had Joe Girardi, but they chose David Bell. Now Joe Girardi has a really good team in Philadelphia this year. And I think that they're going to be a hot team over there in the NL East. The Atlanta Braves have a really, really tough schedule. So, it just really makes me nervous. David Bell does. Um, I, I've never really liked his tactics. tactics. Um, if you go back uh, to my episodes in the middle of the season, in the, in the middle of the 2019 season, I am just furious more than half of those episodes. <laughs> So, but anyway, um, so Pete Rose asks um, to be reinstated uh, by the MLB. Nothing has been heard quite yet. Um, but listen, guys, if they're not going to um, punish the Astros players, you got to let Pete Rose back in. I mean, come on. Pete Rose has been, he has been uh, banned for long enough. All right, how many years has it been? Thirty something years. I don't. I don't know the the exact number, but I know it's been thirty plus years for betting on his own team, and now the Astros they cheat and win a World Series during the World Series, and they do nothing. Pete Rose deserves every bit, every bit. Of the Hall of Fame. 303 average career. 375 on base percentage. 118 OPS plus. 4,256 hits. And he's not in the Hall of Fame because he bet on his own team. Now, do I think Pete Rose should have got banned? Yes, I do think he should have got banned, but... I don't think he should be banned for 30 plus years. I mean, that's just horrible. That's just horrible. That's enough. Call it quits. Give the guy what he deserves. The guy who, I mean, Hank Aaron, third place all-time hits. 3,771. Ty Cobb, number two, 4,189. Pete Rose beat all of those guys. And by a big margin. 17-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year, Rookie of the Year in 1963, World Series MVP, three times World Three Times World Series champ, two times gold glover, three times batting title. 1973 League MVP. Should I go on? Pete Rose Needs to be in the Hall of Fame. His his name deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. It's simple as that. There's no arguing about it. There's people who hate Pete Rose. I don't care. I don't care if you ha- flipping hate his guts. 
I don't care. His numbers say it all. Again, he did something bad. But they're not even punishing the Astros players. And they cheated to win a World Series. That's that's worse than or just as bad as the 1919, what was it, Black Sox, White Sox? With Shoeless Joe. And that was against the Cincinnati Reds. And the Astros aren't, they're not even considering doing anything with them. The Astros players aren't even getting punished. I am so confused. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Period. Alright, so the Reds officially sign Pedro Strope to a one-year 1.8... What is it? Let's see, 8.75 million dollars? Let me check real quick, guys. I believe it's that. I have it here somewhere. Let's see. No, 1.825, not 1.875. So they sign officially sign him to a one-year, $1.825 million contract. So again, good good signing. But the big news of that part, that they have to, to um, DFA somebody. And they DFA... Sal Romano. Listen, it's it was a long time long time coming, right? 7.71 ERA last season. That's enough said, right? Enough said. I've I've never been a big fan of Sal Romano personally. He never his stuff just never really impressed me. He always looked flat. Um there is a bunch of mechanics I mechanics I feel like that were just completely off for the guy. Um you know, he was always a little bit overweight. You know, of course, weight doesn't necessarily matter when you're pitching, but he always looks flat-footed. I think he, 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 like, he needed to, he used all upper body. His, his legs, it's almost like his legs weren't a factor when he pitched. I never liked it when he pitched. He always gave up a hit. Every time I saw him pitch, at least a hit. So 7.71 ERA last year. Uh, I think this is a smart decision by the Reds. Uh, it's a great time to let him go. Great time to let him go. So, But anyway, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I really do. Uh, my listeners, uh, my viewers, whatever you want to call them, they've been going up dramatically. Um, this is episode 6 of season two, please hit me up on Twitter at Reds Nation Five. That is at Reds Nation Five. Nothing fancy. If you have any questions, just follow me there, man. Follow me and uh, ask me some questions. So uh, I really would uh, appreciate that because I love answering questions uh, about the Cincinnati Reds, and I will put your question on this podcast. Um, Pretty much as soon as you uh, ask it. So, uh, but anyway, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, today is what Thursday. Yeah, today's Thursday. Um, one more day, and it's the weekend. Try to get through this last uh, last day. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Adios.